How's it, everybody? <laughs> How's it, everybody? And welcome to the Joystick Show. You know it's your three, now plus one, friends coming here to chat about things we've watched, read, and or played. It's our shtick. We're going to stick it to you. And you know what we're going to talk about next is please like and subscribe. Follow on whatever platform you like to do podcasts. And now to the introductions. I'm Drake. That's Thomas. What up, what up, everybody? That's Scott. How's it? And that beautiful man in the beard from the no, Geek okay. Freaks Network. That is a Frank. Hey, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You guys don't need all that. <laughs> Your beard is good. And um, yeah, we're going to talk about some stuff. Thomas, will you uh, give us the index of today's novel? Sure. I'm going to pass it to Scott. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm still ready for this. <laughs> I just wanted yeah. to see what he was ready for. It. He was ready. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so um, on the uh, plan here, uh, we got uh, news. <laughs> oh, news! <laughs> yeah. News. Let's start with some news here. Okay. Um, looks like we have some shows being renewed for another season. Talking Good Omens, Ooh. Gen V, and the One Piece. Uno pieces. How do you guys feel about that? That's good. Let's just go through all of it first. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say all the news and then we'll get into the first out. thing. Nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Leave it. Leave it. <laughs> leave it. Moving on. We're going to go Move with news. We got some um, shows being renewed. We got some games coming out. We got some movies coming out. And then we have reviews for you for Spider-Man 2, Gen V Episode 6, and Loki Episode 3. Three. Right on. It's going to well be a good done. one. Right on. Okay, so how do we feel about all these renewed? Oh, <laughs> <I love it>. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh but for real, um, I'm super excited. We got to review Good Omens on Challenge Accepted, and it was such a delight. I'm so happy that Frank introduced me to the show. Uh, I've been a fan of David Tennant inadvertently. I didn't even realize it was him for a while. And was it Michael Sheen, I think, is the other guy? Mm, He's mm. so talented. This show's fantastic. Super excited about it. And Gen V and One Piece for me <laughs> just seems obvious. Yeah. These shows are just... I mean, One Piece killed it. Best well, yeah. adapted live action anime ever. And then Gen V has just been stellar all the way through. So I'm ecstatic. What about you guys? On the Good Omens front, I will say real quick, they lost their showrunner, though. So it's oh, renewed oh, minus showrunner. No, it's going Neil, Ga- Neil Game is still going to be like, it sounds like Neil Game is still going to be having his hands on it. It's going to be about, yeah. the third season is going to be about his unfinished sequel to the to the book. Uh, so it's kind of material that's never been seen before, which will be nice. But Ooh. yeah, without showrunner, I'm hoping it still has that same vibe. It might not. Hmm. Interesting. Mm. Yeah, I feel like they probably have learned enough from the first two seasons. And then those guys mm-hmm. are such professionals. Like whatever they do, whatever they give me, between yeah. those two characters, I'm I'm all in. Yeah, have you guys watched it, Drake Scott? I saw season one. Yeah, nice. What I, you think? I really enjoyed it. Yeah, I've been meaning to get to season two, but procrastination. Too much. Yeah, to watch. Too much right now. Two. I it de- it's definitely a bingeable thing. Like the way that they portray the story. Obviously, uh, there's already the IP is already out. You can read it, um, but. The way that uh, the cinematics kind of push through, you kind of want more. Like, what more are they going to do in these scenes? And also, their chemistry is so good. And I've seen uh, Michael Sheen in... um, He plays a... a, 
He was in Twilight? Oh, yeah, he was yeah. in Twilight. Yeah, he was. But even I know at, way after too much that. about Twilight. It's yeah, so I know. Twilight's <laughs> awesome. Uh, he was in a show where he played a uh, serial killer, and his son is now a uh, investigator for uh, serial killers. And he's like a, what are those things? Like a mentalist. Mm-hmm. Um, he's really good in that, too. It's, it's, it's just good to see good actors yeah. doing good acting, you know? Definitely. Yeah. And those guys are putting on a master class. Yeah, Frank? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, they they have a sh- they have a show to go there that they did they started in the pandemic it's still going called I think it's called scripted if now I can't blank yeah, on it but anyways scripted. something like that yeah and yeah. what I love is they constantly are going back and forth with the whole thing where like David Tennant's like well I was in Twilight and then the other one or no I'm sorry Michael Sheen says that and David yeah. Tennant's like yeah but I was in Harry Potter and he was like if you blink you missed him he's in Harry Potter he's <laughs> yeah. he's one of Voldemort's <laughs> dudes and, but I love how they just are constantly like undercutting each other then he's like well it's doctor who and so it's just right. great um but yeah they're really good chemistry and uh they do work together still to this day on other stuff so it's cool to kind of keep up on them if you want to tiktok to follow them on tiktok guys it's worth it oh they have their know. own tiktok yeah Dang. matter of fact good. if i'm not mistaken this might be out of line um i believe david Tennant is married to michael sheen's ex-wife that's how close they are so interesting what so those yes. thanksgivings are real weird <laughs> Yeah, like they, they're like, so Michael Sheen's, here here we go, or David Tennant's stepson is uh, the asshole kid uh, from House of Dragons, House of the Dragon. Yeah. Um, The one that's, you know, he's just one of the douches. Anyways, um, and I believe that's Michael Sheen's real kid. So, there we go. That's, that's too close. And that means they're also friends with Matt Smith. So, it's all And they're best bros? Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And we don't need Matt Smith dancing anymore, by the way, guys, if you guys want to, Oh Jesus Christ. That was so rough. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, in the right context, I'll, I'll take it. Him is Damon doing it after winning a battle. I'm on board with that. They should add that to the show. That's a great idea. They might have to, uh, speaking yeah. about good chemistry. I loved the one piece show. I thought the casting mm-hmm. was perfectly done spot on. Uh, yeah. How do you guys feel about one piece Gen V getting, renewed hmm. yeah like you I, said man oh you wanna go? no go scott i want to hear your just because you've read all the things you've watched all the things i only started reading because of your recommendation through the animes and that's definitely caught me up to a certain place but tell oh, me nice tell me, tell me about it. oh you've been um, reading the manga for one piece yeah the manga wow you manga get through it quicker animal. too it's um, hard though because i want i want a flip book version like we were talking about earlier i'd like for the pictures to be moving yeah. Versus, you know, but well, on that anime. Note, you can jump <laughs> oh, to that yeah, yeah, yeah. episode of the anime and be like, let me watch that fight, you know, and we can jump back and forth and like get through it quicker. But um, yeah, like you said, no brainer. Uh, I'm glad One Piece is getting another season. Maybe it'll bring in more people who didn't jump on already. You know, mm-hmm. I just want the fan base to grow and grow. Such an awesome um, IP. And then Gen V. Yeah, I'm really loving it. Um, More than I thought I would, but it's. It's freaking great. So I'm glad there's more to be had in with the boys universe. So, yeah. Mm. Oh, yeah. Man, they're killing it. All right. Moving on. We got another show on Amazon called Fallout based off a video game. And the series is coming next year, April 12th, 2024. Have you guys played the game? A little All of them. You did? Mm-hmm. Frank? What do you think? I'm a big Bethesda fan, obviously. Starfield, no life in. Uh, Um, And fantastic storyline. And it's all post-apocalyptic. But the the best part about it is the fact that there's this nuclear war going. Matter of fact, what is today? It was yesterday was Fallout Day. So that kind of tells you. Anyways. um, And that was the initiation of the war. 
But yeah, so the whole thing is that like it was the 50s when we started like embracing nuclear power. So everything you see is post-apocalyptic slash futuristic 50s, like Rocket Man kind of thing. Mm. And uh, I just dig that vibe. And this is going to be in Los Angeles, the series. Mm. So if you look at the past games like New Vegas, whatever, they take the local area and they make factions that make sense in that area. Famously, New Vegas had the Kings, which were a bunch of Elvis impersonators made a faction. So nice. I'm looking forward to seeing like the Hollywood elites be a faction, um, whatever else, like, you know, whatever stereotypical L.A. stuff. Yeah. You know, maybe like maybe we'll Lakers be able to go through Disneyland and it's like Hollywood full games. of traps. It'll be something fun like that. <laughs> yeah, so. Love it. Yeah. <laughs> Drake loves his traps. Oh, yeah. yeah. Forward slash. Let's do it. <laughs> but it's it it's going to be a blast. Go. Yeah. <laughs> right, awesome. Do we know um who's uh directing it? Is that already out and about? I don't know if they've confirmed directors or writers. Yeah. I didn't see anything about that. I, I just saw that you know, this game has such a crazy loyal following to it. Yeah. <clears throat> Again, if it I does well, it. will Starfield get one? Will Skyrim get one? That'd be great. Probably, man. I mean, anything's possible, especially the way that video game adaptions have been going. It's yeah, 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 yeah. incredible. Like, like this year has been the best year ever for video game adaptions. Whether it's like Mario, The Last of Us, like all of this stuff seems to be working really, really well. So I'm super on board with it. Is there anything else I'm missing? There was like another real thing, quick. Right? The director, the the one that's running oh. anything, is going to be Athena uh, Wickham, uh, best known for Westworld. So oh, hot and cold. Okay. Um, yeah. Revolution, which is a really good show that most people don't remember. And uh, Fringe, which is a really good show as well. So, mm -hmm. do you wow. think that those shows kind of match what you've gotten from following Westworld. the games? Westworld. Or Westworld? Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Oh yeah. Cool. Yeah. That was awesome. There's a lot of robotics in Fallout, like um, because it was again where it's like we just embraced nuclear power, so it's like a 1950s Jetsons robot butler that was in everybody's homes, right. and some of them are now trying to murder you. You know, so yeah, it's, yeah. it's fun. Oh, the okay. robot aid for the future. Now cooking that, your pies. If they need a voice Shepherd actor, pies. I'm signing you up today. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you got it. Tom. Yeah, oh, that's like the Kalons from uh, the thing that Doctor Who. Were they Kalons? Uh, no, no, no. Uh, uh, the thing that Seth MacFarlane did. Uh, Orville. Orville. Yeah, Orville. Yeah. The Orville. Kalons oh, Kalons. Their oh. own story. Yeah. Come on, oh, Frankie. Miss so the Orville reference. Dude, yeah. literally, we literally we put out a challenge, except that it was about the Kalon invasion episode. Oh. That's so good. <laughs> God, I love that episode. Yeah, go back and listen to that episode. Challenge accepted. <laughs> um, we get the bio. Yeah, we get the bio for sure. All right, another thing. Oh, this is based off a video game as well. This Friday, the twenty seventh, we are getting Five Nights at Freddy. It's simultaneously dropping in theaters and on Peacock. I want to say, uh, are you guys looking forward to it? Are you gonna watch it? Because I, I'm pretty excited. It looks pretty good. Yeah, yeah, I'll check it out. Especially for yeah. the Peacock, I don't know if I'm gonna go. What was watch the one this. with um, Nick Cage? He did Willy, a similar. Uh, Willy's Wonderland. That's the one I was yeah, talking yeah, yeah. about. It's it seems like it's like that, um, yeah. but a higher budget. Yeah, I mean they I got mean, the Josh from freaking a lot of different movies. Actually, he, he was in a Kicking and Screaming, mm -hmm. the I, soccer. That's yes. a surprisingly good movie. Side topic: Kicking and Screaming. I really like yeah, that. Movie. Really good movie. <laughs> yeah. Talking about <laughs> um, okay, most famously, this one's got Pete of. This one's got yes, Peter from Hunger you. Games is the main character yeah, yeah. for Friday Night Five Nights thank, at Freddy. I think you. I, I mean you just can't famous one. This one's a <laughs> yeah. guys. You really can't botch this though. Like all you got to do is just like yeah, have the guy have the you know big animatronics Chuck E. Cheese guys kill things. 
Um, hopefully they don't try to like, because like the, the game doesn't have a story, right? You're a, you're a security guard's got to stay overnight with things coming to kill you. That's the whole story. So hopefully they don't botch it with trying to like make it too convoluted. We talked about this in the past on the other things, but like the best thing about Halloween, Mike Myers wants to stab everybody in this house and just let him do that. So hopefully they do the same thing here. Right. Yeah. Keep it simple. Like don't try to overcomplicate yeah. it with plot and character development and, and shit like that. Right. Do you want Just to hear kidding. something super Colorado? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. In uh, December 14th, 1993, there was a Chuck E. Cheese into which an individual murdered like four people in there. How? Uh, they, uh, it's the individual killed four employees at an Aurora Chuck E. Cheese. I live, I live close to it. And uh, they clean, <laughs> while they were cleaning up the restaurant <laughs> after hours, I believe, I, I, this may have been wrong, but I, I think the Five Nights at Freddy's was based off of a similar happening, happenstance. Uh, was this guy like in his costume? No, I'm pretty sure he was just mad because he worked at a Chuck E. Cheese and he was like, I don't like all of you people. And then he murdered them. <laughs> yeah, that Say was a that. really bright topic. Keep it light, Drake. <laughs> Keep it light, goddammit. <laughs> <laughs> awesome Colorado story, Drake. It's still open, so that's light. I'm waiting <laughs> for the Colorado <laughs> part of it exactly. I'm like, does anybody get high? Oh. What's the whole thing? Oh. Well, the Colorado <laughs> thing is that, you know, there's just so much, uh, so much shootings that happen. It's just a Colorado way pretty much already. Drink, keep it light. Though, right? yeah, sorry, sorry, sorry. <laughs> that was your yeah. slice of Colorado history by Drake. Hey, That's the joy and joy stick. There we go. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Hey, we can laugh at anything. Uh, all right, oh, we, got, we got some reviews now. Let's get into yeah. the reviews because I think this is on everybody's top of mind. If you've played it at all, I mean, you can't even escape it on social media right now. Like everybody's mm -hmm. talking about it. And that is Spider-Man 2. It just dropped last week for Play. PlayStation, and I'm about 50% in. Scott, how far are you in? Uh, maybe like 15% in. Okay, so wow. Scott's towards the beginning. I'm towards mm -hmm. the middle, and Frank has just finished it. Uh, Drake, did you get it? I did not get it yet. Okay, Drake didn't get it yet. Uh, all right, so let's let's talk about it, man, because God, this game is so freaking good, and we we talked about it on Geek Freaks, and I just this is the most fun out of any game I've played all year. I'm madly addicted to it. I yeah. probably need to go to some type of addiction rehab facility because I'm not getting nearly enough sleep anymore. It's just, it's just does everything so well, like yeah. characters, action, <clears throat> plot. I mean, just all of it's so good. Hey, what are some of the things that stand out to you guys about this game? Um, I'd say, since you guys are probably going to go more detail, you guys got a lot further than I have. Um, I'd say the flow of this game is like awesome. Um, mm. Being able to traverse, do exactly what you want to do, not be hung up by like hitting a building or whatnot. Like no matter what you're doing, you're coming off cool as Spider-Man. Um, mm. And I think that was always a big thing for me. If I'm picking up a Spider-Man game, if I'm not swinging the way I want to swing, I, it's going to like, that's going to determine how much fun i'm gonna get out of this game this game is like nailed that they've added other things i'm sure you guys have seen it like the uh, gliding aspect they've got like these wind tunnels all around the city that help you zip around and stuff and like the way you can go from gliding to swinging back to gliding doing tricks and everything, it's like so smooth um and then you can you can dive bomb on the people and like attack them when you're like going to fight like everything runs so smooth it's like i think that's where a lot of the addicting aspect comes in 
because I can't like put it down. Like, and then if I mm-hmm. for whatever reason die, like you load right back up. It's like this this drug that's like, oh no, we got you, and you're like right back in it. It's so good. yeah. We, wow. we talked about it a little bit where, you know, you could be whatever, a hundred meters away from the main story, but then a crime pops up like 500 meters away. And I'm like, yeah, yeah I got to go take care of that crime. Yeah, like, I'm zipping back there for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm going to go backwards to like finish this crime so that I can eventually get back to the main story. And yeah, yeah that that's how addicting the traversal is and the action and everything. What do you think about it, Frank? Yeah, traversal is key in this game. And again, the key with the gliding is the fact that it feels so natural, something I didn't expect to happen. Like these wind tunnels that Scott's talking about, like when you hear that, you're like, oh, that's a shame that kind of breaks up the big city. No, first off, there's like green rings that'll pop up if you're in the wind tunnel. So if you're purposely using them and otherwise it looks like a breeze, like you can tell where it's at, but nothing makes you feel like you're out of the environment. I love that. And then one of the key things with open world games or with a lot of video games is that you feel like a badass. And I think when you're swinging around the city, you're like purposely wanting to try to like land certain ways or take off certain ways. Just to like, oh, I'm extra cool. Like, that's awesome that it makes you want to do that. And fast travels for the birds. Nobody fast travels. Don't fast travel. Yeah, Yeah, it's just, there's just no need unless you've been, you know, 200 hours into the game or something. Because, yeah, I I forgot how many hours I've got in the game. But even 50% there, I've unlocked fast travel everywhere. I'm like, I'm never using this. I'm going to swing or glide everywhere. And, yeah, it's just so well done. And you're right. Do tricks play a main factor like it did in the first game? So are you trying to purposely, like, Tony Hawk the situation? Because it seems as if traversal and moving, as you guys have said is like a key cool not only cool factor but like kind of what's keeping you in the game i'm thinking is it definitely game of the year award vibes yeah. oh yeah, Ooh, yeah those are like sure. two two different questions but yeah you yeah, yeah. So, answer both. i think in the first your first question um i think it links to like what frank was saying like you the the tricks are there to make you feel like a badass you get like mm-hmm. one or two experience points but that's not why you do them you're like, I want to do like side flips, back flips and a front flip before I swing again and like just miss some cars and then come back up and like glide and do some more tricks. Like you just Damn. feel cool. It's all about like style. Like it's, okay. it's awesome. Yeah. Oh, that yeah. being said, if you like perfectly land on a building, you press X the right time. Like it looks really cool because it makes you do like this cool flip and stuff, but it also increases your momentum. So a lot of things you're trying to do to keep. So like when you're dive bombing, you're That's building right. momentum up so that your swings look tight. And then uh, just a side thing real quick, when they go close to this, the ground, they change the audio. So like. And they did in the original one too, but as you get close to the ground, everything gets louder. You start to hear the cars more, and then you go back up. It's like, oh, that's just that's just well designed. <laughs> the little things, yeah, yeah it's just amazing. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah. we we talked about this again on Geek Freaks, but it was what they've done with the PlayStation controller is the best use yeah. of that controller I've mm-hmm. seen. There's <laughs> there's like certain areas where, <clears throat> excuse me, there you're kind of like tracking down a venom-ish creature or whatever. And then depending on if you turn a corner, that venom sound will pop up more. Um, Mm -hmm. There is times where you have to like hold open uh, a door or something. And depending on the pressure sensitivity of the triggers, it'll either rumble harder or softer. And you'll know you're getting it because the rumble will go down. Uh, just the way they use the sounds in it too. Everything in the controller is used and used incredibly well and unique. It's, it's just insanely well done. I don't know how they thought about some of these things, right? Like phone calls come through the, through the controller as well. So it feels more like of a mobile on me thing because the phone calls, I think, yeah, they come through both of both the TV and the speakerphone on the actual controller. And when you're tiptoeing around, you could feel each of your steps through each of the triggers. 
So when you're walking, but like there's a lot of, there's not a lot. There are a few missions where you're having to be sneaky or you are hearing limited, which is a side mission um, where that's so much more impactful and it adds to the narrative. It actually makes you feel more suspenseful and stuff like that. And it's just a small little thing they did. Jeez. Yes. There's a part where, and I think we're in the narrative portion. <clears throat> yeah. But there's a part where you're kind of trying to track down Lizard as Miles. And mm-hmm. there's legit scary moments in there yeah. where you're you're turning blind corners and you don't really know. You know Lizard's around there somewhere and he's like taking out guys. And every part of it, you're, it's just really suspenseful because you have to open these doors blind. And uh, man, just, just from that aspect – Okay, let me start with this. From the narrative perspective, this is one of the best openings to any Spider-Man property I've ever seen. And I'm going to repeat this again. I've said this other places, but one of my favorite, the top three most incredible cinematic moments for me were the first Spider-Man with Tobey Maguire, then No Way Home when all the portals open, uh, or when all three Spider-Man jump into the battle. And then number three would have to be the opening to this game, I haven't gotten to the end of it yet, but the opening to this game where you jump in to fight Sandman, you and Miles, and they're both being used and helping each other out, and you're swapping between between the characters. God, it's so fucking good. It's so good. It is insane. I was just like, my mouth was on the ground the whole 20, first 20 minutes I was playing this game. It's just so Mm. incredible. That leans into the cinematic aspect of the game too. The game feels like a movie there are times when when it knows that the action is just too intense for you to actually be a participant in it so it's stopping to like like you'll press this button at this time to do a thing that really doesn't matter but you're like i have to absorb this real quick i can't actually be playing this because it's too important for me to watch this um the lizard scenes are really good ones uh there is a moment i don't want to spoil anything when when peter parker joins you as when your miles Morales and peter parker joins you and that shot's just amazing they make sure to change the color in the room they make sure to change the audio in the room so that you realize what's going on and it's just like the design on this is i mean honestly mcu needs to take some notes if i'm being honest on a couple of these things yeah 100 yeah that's what i was thinking i'm like man are we ever gonna get an mcu or live action spider-man that's gonna be close to this and i and i truly think the closest thing we ever got was spider-man no way home but at the same time i don't even know if no way home could hit the level of suspense and action and everything we get in yeah. this game, right? I want to add to that real quick. I think the reason that it can't is because No Way Home, Home, while I loved it, like all that stuff's all nostalgia stuff. This is an original story. They're changing characters. Like the lore of these characters is all different, kind of. Um, and for some reason, I'm like fully on board with it. At first, I was like, oh, I don't know if you're going to, you know, but no, I don't care anymore. Venom's this way, Symbiote's that way. I don't care. And it just makes so much sense. And it's, it's like it's the multiverse, right? You expect Loki to show up or something, but it's perfect. And uh, it doesn't need to be this way like we would do with the MCU a lot. I think a lot of people complain when something's not 100% accurate in MCU. And it's like, right. get off it, you know? Yeah. <clears throat> what I do like, though, is like, I think it works as well in the game because you all these stories get room to breathe. Like, the game's long. Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel long, but you're like enjoying the story in a longer sort of length. And you're not worried about if it was like in a series... They kind of have to like have a beginning, an arc, and they got a capped episode and make it leave on a cliffhanger or whatever. Like none of that in this game. It's just like one long flowing story. So I think that works in its favor too. I don't know if they can do something like this in a movie format. But no, you're you're so right. There's a part where, as Miles, you you just kind of have to help out a local museum, 
And the stories that they put in that alone, and that's not even anywhere close to the main story, but it's purely just to develop Miles as a character and you get to see who he is as Spider-Man who, and what, and I guess who he is just as a person. Mm-hmm. And uh, God, man, it is just so good. Even that was so cool because they really do a good job of distinguishing these two Spider-Men and they they have different abilities. They come from different worlds, yet they care about the same things. Yet they're just as – like they're both good at their core. You know, and God, I just love the dynamic that they've put in this game because they each get their own individual stories. And yet when they connect, it just makes the overall story even better. It's insanely, insanely good. Just love it, man. Yeah. Wow. Nothing bad to say about it, huh? I honestly can't think of one. I can't think of one. I can't think of one critique. I'm not even going to lie. Yeah. And I just beat it. Like I played the story completely through and they stuck the landing and all that kind of stuff. All the shit you'd expect them to mess up on, they did not do. So yeah. Impressive. Oh, I think the, oh, oh sorry, go. No, I said the go, only go. downside of this game is like your controller ends up dying and you gotta switch it out. Oh, hundred <laughs> percent. I like legit the reason I stopped playing is because that damn controller is a quitter on me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the last thing I want to touch on is I, I don't know if we're going to get anywhere close to as good of a Craven as we got in this game. Oh, no. The, the Craven that this game develops and the backstory and how scary he is. Like, as much as I like Aaron Taylor Johnson, I, I don't think there's any way that Sony's going to do it. Yeah. Like, I, I love his yeah, motivation I, too. That's my favorite part is his motivation. I don't know if I've gotten to that part yet. You probably have. You just have to pay attention to it. It's not told to you. Okay. You have to pay attention to what's going on around him. Okay. All right. It's not ice cream, is it? Basically, Frank just called <laughs> He stupid. loves strawberry ice cream, <laughs> and he's like, like where the hell is it at? They don't have this in Russia. I, I need it. it. Yep. I yeah. get it. I get it. It's like, I need to capture there and kill everyone, and then I can enjoy the strawberry ice cream. <laughs> yeah. Oh, for all for myself. Yeah. No, but even if the movie's not as good, I'm like getting to the point where like these games – it's it's almost like having a good new show, good new movie. Like the way it's told, like I'm kind of happy we're gonna we're getting it this way. If the movie <laughs> doesn't live up to it, then you know at least we got it this way. It's I don't yeah, know, it's very true. Cinematic yeah. enough, you know. Oh my okay. god, yeah. yeah. I know it's crazy. It's been. I honestly would go back on Twitch and just watch people play from start to the end after it's done because yeah, yeah it's just incredible. It's been it's been awesome. Drake, does this make you want to buy the game? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I just want to buy the game. It makes me because I enjoyed Spider-Man, the original. But by the way that you're explaining this, no downsides. Better like uh, how you explained um, the newest Star Wars game, as it it just took what it was and made it better like tenfold. And uh, obviously, graphics are going to be better. Obviously, they're using the technology a lot better. So why not? You know what I mean. The only thing yeah. that's holding you back is time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. That's as much as it. I like Jedi Fallen Order or Survivor, it wasn't as smooth as this. Like this Word? is just next level. Dang, just perfect. So, side thing too, Marvel Comics before they used to make comic books for the first game, so I'm hoping they make comic books for this game too, because then oh, that be that's gonna be worth picking up. Yeah, That'd yeah. I think they yeah. did that for Miles. No, didn't they do like a short run of like four issues or something? Probably. I know that they did one for regular Spider-Man though, and it was like his own universe. They gave him his own universe and everything. Yeah, if I, there is an ultimate bundle that was really expensive, but it gave you the comic book exclusively, obviously you would get it. Yeah, yeah, there was like I prefer, this two hundred dollar. Yeah, package. I prefer this origin story, the story of these characters, than the real one. That's that's what I'm saying. Like oh. that's that. Yeah, 
Yeah, that's crazy. It's been incredible. I, I yeah, I don't know. I could talk all day about how this game is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I don't. I wonder. Maybe we'll have more to say about it when we finish it. But again, this is a top three Spider-Man experience for me. And you know, I've been watching the comic or watching the cartoon since the '90s, mm-hmm. and I still think this is one of the best, best done Spider-Man things ever. Yeah, for sure. Thank All right, you. let's move on to the next show, which is Gen V. Uh, maybe Drake will mute. Maybe not. I'm just kidding. Fine. <laughs> uh, but anyways, we got Gen V episode six. Uh, have you guys were you guys able to watch it? Yes. Yes, I was. Not okay. yet. Um, <laughs> okay. No worries. Oh, you you haven't you haven't watched it yet? Not yet, but get into it. I, I don't mind spoilers. It's fine. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Um, oh yeah. Shoot, I watched. It's been a little bit of time. Can you help me? Okay, recap so it? yeah, there's like certain scenes I remember. So me. this uh, basically, the team wakes up and they realize this is right after Kate has told everybody that she was the one that was brainwashing them. They she then restores all of their memories, and then next thing they know, they're kind of all a little hazy, like in this weird place. They don't remember how they get there. And it's pretty much just a backstory episode for Kate. You get to dive into her life. You get to dive into her trauma. And by that, you also kind of go into everybody else's hardest moments or biggest moments of trauma, I guess. And this episode to me felt the most like an X-Men comic. It really felt like you were in the mind of Jean Grey or Scarlet Witch and that she had trapped all of her friends in her mind and and that if she dies in it, they all die. Or if they die in the dreams, they all die. And I, I like I loved it. And I thought it was really, really well done. Uh, there was a lot of heavy stakes, but just really good backstory being established in it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, anytime you get to bring back old characters, which they brought in Soldier Boy, Jensen Ackles, I was like, oh man, this is sick. But, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't in the way I thought it was gonna be when I too. saw him, but I'm like, okay, that makes sense. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, totally. It it was a little odd how they chose it, but then again, it's the boys, so yeah. shit like this happens where it's her imaginary boyfriend growing up that she used to like hump her pillow to, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> that's the reason yeah. why he pop, pops up in this episode and yeah yeah i i loved it it really re- to me felt like a comic book yeah that's true actually um yeah well said it it did remind me of there were moments i'm like oh it's kind of like inception it's kind of like that movie the cell do you remember that movie with j-lo where she goes yeah. into the mind of us that cycle and mm-hmm. like where they have to kind of like that but i mean i guess more like the x-men would be more accurate because they are like that um but with the stakes, they could die if she decides to die. And there's certain points in this where she's like, you know, it's up in the air where she's you know, like, I don't know if we're going to get out of this. But it was really cool going through their moments of tragedy. They all get to kind of experience it, not just, you know, from them telling each other, but they got to like kind of witness it firsthand and like mm-hmm. seeing their uh, memories like haunt them, you know, pretty much blame them for what's happening in every scenario. Um, yeah, we get you to do see- feel bad for Kate, too. Right, but we get to see Marie, sorry, kill her parents. We get to see Jordan, how Jordan gets chose by Brinkoff to become the TA. You know, all these moments where they could have, I guess, been heroes, but then they chose kind of the easy way or the better way for themselves or just like the worst moment, I guess, too. Yeah. Like Marie. Yeah, Andre's like cheating with KB4, Golden. Oh, that's what I forgot what Andre's was. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. 
And that makes but, um, it so much more clear when you see them hooking up right after Golden Boy dies. Right. Yeah, exactly. Because then they've been doing it, right? So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, you do feel more for Kate. I didn't, you know, you she kind of tells you her backstory, but you don't know to the extent of her, like, literally being locked in a room since, like, nine um, with, yeah. like, a big vault door. And then, like, um, the college community the- just taking her out. Yeah. Like, the parents don't want anything to do with her since that incident and you kind of realize like she she puts on a good front um you you know she's kind of fucked up in the beginning but like you don't know, you don't to, know how to what much. extent and you're like holy yeah. this i'm surprised she's like keeping it together as much as she does because holy crap yeah yeah it was it was a really messed up episode but at the same time like it makes everybody else's backstory and stuff so much more understandable and it kind of rewrites in the way you look at the first couple episodes like if you went back and watched you know episodes one through three now it completely changes how you look at kate or how you look at jordan because at first you're like jordan's just a dick like why wouldn't she let or they let marie into the class you know like they deserve she deserves to be there and it's just really weird yeah how or i guess it's amazing when good writing when you get good writing it does that it like makes you look at past things completely differently i think it was yeah yeah, it's been such a good this show man i mean uh, yeah i feel like i've been overly um cuckish to everything tonight but but like everything's been so damn good lately at least as far as this week we haven't there's not a lot going on but i feel like gen v week after week just continues to deliver Mm. and Mm. yeah and just gives you like an adult slash harsh look at at a superhero world and like you know what it would look like with corporations in charge of everything yeah i feel like that episode was needed could we have gotten those revelations naturally through the rest of the story did we have to put the brakes on to tell the backstories of everybody i it's hard to say right now but i think it will become needed because what it does is it not only shows when we are we all know about their hard trauma and everything because we right. get to hear about it a little bit and we see marie's but it also lets everybody else in the group see everybody else's trauma and worse moments okay so i think that's the the part where it's like now they are they're even tighter they've been yeah, going all through the all these different the things yeah like they all got their mind erased they all found out like golden boy um you, you know was being manipulated by the school and you know they're learning all these things together this was a moment where rather than them they all got to experience each other's worst moment in a way. And I think okay. that is going to make this team so much closer in the future. So yeah, narratively, it made sense that they shared that experience with each other. Just because I'm saying as an audience member, would have been more efficient for them to tell us, like for us to find out that those two were cheating beforehand with, uh, you know, before Golden Boy died. Like yeah. as things are going on, like that came up, like, you know, I was pregnant beforehand, that kind of thing would have right. maybe been a little easier. But I, I think... I think the fact that they were all kind of like there witnessing it live almost for each other mm-hmm. and calling each other this, out while they're yeah, yeah. watching up it. until like, this point, there why? was always like a let's team up almost kind of thing. And then there's always mm-hmm. like, well, I don't, why I don't want to fuck it. But now they're like, you're saying they, they kind of like are forced to be invested now. Like they're closer than normal people could be just by telling each other secrets. They like got to see each other's secrets. So like whether they like it or not, they're going to be, heading in the same direction now and then um yeah emma's and bringing sam along like that that brought her memory back and all that stuff too so at some point she needed to get her um i think that also that revelation of kate doing that needed to shine more light on like the whole sam golden boy situation and then what kate's maybe kate's been doing this for like 
more you know more people and like maybe it has more to do with like all the people doing testing on underneath and all that crap but yeah, yeah i mean i like the way they did it i maybe they could have done it different but i, I felt like it was a strong choice yeah I, I agree. I, yeah, I just love it because it felt like the layers are slowly getting peeled back every episode. And and for the longest time, you're like, is the school messing around? Is it the dean? Is it another student that's fucking with them? Is it Vought? But like slowly things are getting peeled back. And this is one mm-hmm. of them where it's peeled, you know, the layers peeled back that, uh, what is his <coughs> name? Andre and Kate were together the whole time. And that mm-hmm. was something that caught me completely off guard. Just like at the end of episode five where – Kate was the one that was mind erasing them, not Rufy or Rufus, who they all were blaming it on. I mean, yeah. his name is pretty much an allegory for Ruf- Rufy, so whatever. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah, God, I just loved it. It just felt so much like I was, again, like in an X-Men comic where, you know, you know, you get to be in the mind of one of these characters or the character traps all these other characters in their brain and they have to reach them in order for them to all get out alive. Like just oh, that stuff to me is – so comic booky, and I just I'm like I don't know maybe nostalgic for that type of writing or something. It's good. I like how uh, Gen V in general, or I guess you should say the boys in general, kind of really bring that famous Spider-Man quote into reality, which is "With great power comes great responsibility." Because uh, looking at it from the the point of view of like how we're now seeing uh the the school version of it and like the corporate version of it and the both of these entities have such different but also very similar means of like trying to push the envelope as it pertains to not only controlling and maintaining this power but making it so that they can continuously control and maintain that power it's very interesting um viewership oh speaking of that we got a little more on that as well in this episode um they they went a little further on with the um that cure slash whatever controlling of the supers yeah quote-unquote cure but it's more (laughs) of a virus than anything covid yeah no but definitely it is yeah sorry i I didn't know if you had more to say on that scott but it is no no that's it yeah this way that we could possibly see them stopping soups from now on Mm-hmm. and okay. this is kind of the whole point of the woods underneath the school Thanks. and uh it's something we've thought about forever it's like how is butcher and the boys actually going to stop homelander he's Im- immortal like they they finally got some power-ups last season but they weren't strong enough to still take down homelander it just seems impossible but this kind of opens the door to things completely being washed away and kind of rewritten from the time of soups. So yeah, it's interesting that they're, what's that? No more mutant situation. That's what they need right there. Yeah. Yeah. Just totally wipe it off. My whole thing is like, like, like Drake, you were saying how there's these controls. They were working though. That's the problem, right? With Vought. I mean, as terrible as it is, it's working. Everybody thinks they're safe and that's the important part. And with these kids, I kind of was hoping to get a little bit of like a, what happens when you show freedom to a demigod? What do they do with it? We saw it happen with Homelander. We see how Homelander is now, now that he got rid of his handler, now that he, you know, he's pushing that envelope and he's starting to go to the extreme. And that's the part that we're scared of, not the super strength. It's the fact that he doesn't have control anymore or a controller. Yeah. And so I was hoping Gen V would give us a moment to that. Like I, teenagers, let's be honest, are the worst sometimes. Oh. And so if you give them superpowers, we're like, oh shit, you know, I want to see that. Right. You know? Yeah, I think they've 
they've done a good job of sprinkling that in through the season because you see the debauchery that goes on. I mean, like everybody's banging and everybody like the RA yeah. who's invisible. <laughs> he's like, sometimes I, you know, hide out in the girl's bathroom and jerk off. Sometimes I hide out in the boy's bathroom and jerk off. It's yeah. like, just depends on what you're feeling. You know, like, <laughs> it's so like, it shows that th- there is a lot of depravity or depravity, however you <laughs> pronounce that. But at the same time, you know, there's, there's a higher danger that's forcing these kids to get together. And I don't necessarily think that we're still going to see them all be fine by the end of the season. Like they're not all going to be good. I think the system is too powerful still. There's too (laughs) much control that someone's going to slip up. And I'm kind of afraid it's going to be uh, Emma, like the little cricket. Like mm-hmm. I'm, a, I'm a little afraid they're going to do that to her because I love her so much. I love her character. But at the same time, she would be in some ways for me the clear example of like they can get anybody. You know, like the whole time when she first yeah. gets into school, she just wants to be famous. She wants to be a top hero. And she finds this person who accepts her for who she is. She finds friends who accepts her for who she is. But at the same time, this system like she's never going to be the most powerful so if they're like hey we'll give you a hit show on vot network i don't know if she can kind of go away from that and especially what her mom wants to so yeah i i think that while they look tight now and they have a reason to stay tight i don't i don't know if vot or the school is gonna let that happen which is is crazy (laughs) i just so good so well written on a side note, um, my wife has been watching this show called The Power. Oh, yeah, yeah. Familiar? Did she like that? Yeah. Um, it's also on Amazon. Yeah, I think she does like it. She has been watching it. There's a lot of, I think, parallels between Gen V, this show, and like um, Handmaid's Tale. Uh, so if you're into any of those things, The Power might be something to check into. But also, uh, what Frank had said earlier, teens really suck. And this is kind of The Power is like, teens getting powers and they don't know how to control it because they're fucking teens like ugh yeah. they suck I'll have to check it I, out. I'm a Handmaid's I, Tale David, fan too by the way so I'm all oh, on board <laughs> yeah <laughs> I, well I hope you like it more than me I got two episodes <laughs> in and I was like yuck nah say it did cause uh, yeah for a show called Power or Powers like you don't see yeah. a lot of them nope. so that was a it's a turn off for me unless it's a power to not control your emotions <laughs> <laughs> Burn. <Zinger. Nailed> it. <laughs> uh yeah. That's Drake's take. Uh moving Hey-o. on. No, moving on. <laughs> yeah. Uh but yeah, I, I really like this episode. I don't know. I think we get is the is the boys normally eight episodes or ten? I don't remember. I think it's okay. normally somewhere in there. We right basically we're past the midpoint now, so we're getting two to four more episodes. Mm-hmm. And I don't know where this ends. I, I think what we saw with this cure, I think this goes out, it gets to Vought. And I don't know what that looks like, but I know that this show directly turns or like passes on to the boys season three. So talk about like crazy interconnected universes going on with all these different properties, Star Wars, Marvel, but I like what the boys are doing with it too. And yeah, this episode I thought was really, really well done for just exploring these characters. I hope I get a look back. I want like the boys to have to break into the school to get that cure. Like that would be neat. Like actually intertwine them a little bit better other than just being like, oh yeah, you hear what happened at that school? That's kind of lame. I I think it's going to happen. I definitely think the kids are going to, I wouldn't be surprised if this happens in the last episode where the kids are on the run, whoever the good kids that were following left, it's going to be Marie and like maybe somebody else. But I wouldn't be surprised they run into Huey at the end or they run into Butcher. That would be awesome. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I would not be surprised that happens at all. Okay. Mm-hmm. Or uh, all right. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Yeah. <laughs> just thinking now. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Like this whole man, time, I'm just sorry, real quick. The whole time you're rooting for Marine, you're like, oh, this is all going to go well. They come across Homelander, and knowing him, he just nukes them immediately. <laughs> and like, like I just fell in love with those characters. I thought they were safe. And then like, you know, Homelander's like, cut down everybody. That would just yeah. be such a fun way to end it. <laughs> they do the the uh, Game of Thrones dragon fire episode with the green fire where everything just explodes. Yeah. yeah. Everybody yeah. dies. And you're like, holy shit. Guess all season two is just a that. new class. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, I'll never get over it. I'm still not over it. I'm still sad about it. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. Moving into the last thing. We got Loki episode three. Uh, I'll, Drake, were you able to watch this one? I wasn't able to watch this one. Mm. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, and done. Here we go. Right, well, thanks, everybody. Have a good night. No, I'm right. just kidding. Uh, Scott Frank, take it away on this one. You know, I might have unpopular opinion on this episode. Oh, so. it's like spicy. You. Hot take. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah, I'll just Burritos. start with it. Okay, so um, I think overall, like, there's just certain things I don't like about it. Overall, I I like the show. Um, it had a lot of cool moments in this episode. I don't like. I don't like when shows establish like certain episodes. Loki's like, this is the type of power he has. Um, mm-hmm. And everything that happens in the episode makes sense. Cause this is where we're explaining it and writing in the way where everything makes sense. In this episode, like we know what kind of power Loki has, but he refuses to use it. Um, like he's where? running and chasing people instead of just using his, like he uses his magic at one point and then he doesn't use it later when he could clearly do it to shorten some of these scenes up. <laughs> and those are the, those are the inconsistencies. I'm like, that's kind of like poor writing, I guess. I don't know. It It's that it just kind of bothers me in the same way. Like, you know, I get flash the show and I like flash the show, you know, every time he's going to stop hundred feet in front of the guy and go, you better give it up when you know he could just like run and slap the guy and throw cups you think on. You're right? gonna and, get away from me, yeah. and he's like, and so like, I know this. I'm I'm a big fan of the Flash, but they set that up in the show, so you know every time he you know confronts him, it's gonna be far away. It gives him a chance to get away. That's like an understanding, right? But it's like if season, it's it's like if the episode right before the Flash just like beats everyone up instantly, and then the the episode right after he's like. I'm giving you a shot. You're like, why? You were just beating his ass yeah. earlier. Like Loki kind of did this in this episode. I'm like, why don't you just do Loki cool things? Superman like, always does that too. The, the yeah. tagline for Superman is how strong is Superman? He's just strong enough. So in one issue, he'll be like <laughs> lifting an airplane. And the next issue, he's struggling with a boulder. And you're like, you just lifted a 747 <laughs> yesterday. What the hell's happening yeah, with you? And with like Loki, it's like, well, if it's Sylvie, I could go toe to toe full wizard magic. And then all of a sudden it's like, I'm fighting timely. Who's confused. And it's like, you can't just bust out a lot of green magic on this dude and lock him down. What's the deal? Yeah, like you, you literally should be easy for you. <laughs> yeah, you teleported a dude in a cage outside just to yeah. flex on him. And yeah. then you like can't catch this guy who doesn't have powers yet. You know what I mean? Like he yeah. doesn't even know who he is. And he oh, always would get out of here. He'd always like duke back and forth with his brother Thor, <laughs> like uh, yeah, and all this stuff on. like that. It's like, yeah, I used to play with Thor growing up. It's like, show us. <laughs> you haven't yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's so yeah. funny. I man, I really didn't see it that way. And like not to <laughs> just like poo poo your idea. I just didn't I didn't catch that. But you're right. Like I I guess he was having a hard time catching Victor Timely after the presentation, right? 
So is that the part you're talking about? Yeah, like that whole thing. Like, why? Like, you know, he's like in there. And then and then even with the whole, like, if they can, like, kind of teleport away and stuff. Like, why don't you just, uh, like, they're on the elevator and he's like, Sophie, don't kill him. And then, like, you know, they're all there. And then it lines up right where it's like, like the door's going to open. He's going to run away. Like, you know, it's, it's these sort yeah. of things where you're like. It's like too convenient. Yeah. yeah, it's like a cartoon, like a Saturday morning cartoon I'm watching. Like, you know, like, and if if the show had that tone, I'd be fine with it. I think the thing that I get upset with is like. Sometimes the writing's so good and clean, you're like, everything makes sense. Like, there's no way he would have been able to do that because this happened, this happened, this happened. And in mm-hmm. this one, I'm like, there's a lot of holes in this. And like, the, we're okay with that. Yeah, that being said, yeah. Scott, like, there are a lot of holes, but that, that's the thing that's about the show, right? We're seeing this cool time period. Like, everything looks so neat in this world. Everybody's costumes look on point. So sometimes you forget about those loopholes that are happening. And it's like the understanding that, hey, while he's in the TVA, Loki's useless. He can't use the powers. But it's like, then I want to make sure to see the extreme on the other side. And we got that the week before when he did the whole like shadow move, like shadow this guy up. Why is you just did that again? And so when we're outside of the TVA, we want to see Loki going full ham and we see it out of Sylvie. Like Sylvie just happens to like blades a lot. But nevertheless, which I mean, so does Loki, matter of fact. But uh, let's see, you know, him kind of exert himself and I, when he's like standing side by side with mobius i love those moments of their conversation don't get me wrong but when they're just like looking at the statues and talking I'm like this is definitely not the loki that just got done you know messing up all of new york it's a little bit hard yeah. to it's disbelief a little bit and there's yeah. a very there's a specific scene too where um mobius is like oh they're here oh, i'm not mobius the, um timely right there he's at his like little hideout and then they're at the front door nowhere else and he's like let me jump out this window that you know obviously everyone knows about he jumps out the window and then loki then they're running down the alley like oh where, where did he go i don't even yeah. know and i'm like how do you what like yeah, you're running yeah. you're chasing down an alley <laughs> such a, god they were such on a good example. tandem bike they couldn't <laughs> yeah. make tight turns okay uh, it was him I and mean, mobius on was, a tandem bike dude that tandem bike made me laugh turns. and i was angry at the same time yeah, I was like, yeah. it made me laugh <laughs> and i'm like no like <laughs> But okay, such well, a good call out on that about, though. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, but let's go let's go on Mobius and Loki's relationship in this one though cuz it continues to be one of my favorite like yeah. bro friendships out there. For sure. And I think they still continue to do a good job with it in this one. They uh they're so fun together. And that part in particular where he calls it out, where it's Thor, Odin, and Balder, Balder. all in statues. I yeah. mean, it's like Balder. Who even knows about Balder? Like, I love it because it, it was kind of twofold, right? Like, he does have a Balder, a brother named Balder the Brave, I think, in mythology, but also in the comics. And at the same time, we were supposed to get Balder the Brave in Multiverse of Madness, but Daniel Craig, for whatever reason, wasn't Schedule. able to be in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I I love that they're giving these callouts to old Loki. Also, we have to remember that in the TVA too, we don't really know the time frame. Like t- the time works differently there. So mm-hmm. he could have been adapting or changing into this new Loki. For us, it could have felt like weeks watching, but in there it could have been years or whatever. You know, like yeah. they don't really say, and then we don't really know. So I guess mm-hmm. that's another part to it too, where kind of I'm okay with him changing as much as he did especially Mm -hmm. what episode five from the first season showed us and also episode one in the first season where Mm -hmm. he sees himself fail over and over and over again Mm -hmm. you know from battle new york and thanos and like all these things he keeps losing his mother die so i don't know i feel like it would make sense that he's not the same loki but um i can't really explain why he's so depowered in this 
Well, no, but, but you're right. And I think episode. that's why Sylvie's important. Like, you're so right, right? We've had these pivot, pivotal events in his quick life here with the TVA that has changed him. And Lo- and Sylvie hasn't. But we're seeing right. Sylvie, like, get those moments at different times. Like, this last episode when she's like, I've stabbed you a hundred million times, whatever, in my imagination. So I'm not going to stab you now. Shows, okay, that's her event moment now where she's just evolved up a little bit. So we're seeing them we're evolve separately. So, yeah, exactly. So it's totally fair, like what you're saying. Visually, or as an MCU fan, you just want to see Loki unleash, right? So what we need is we need Loki in the in the Avengers again, type of thing. But uh, and we're getting that. But oh, yeah. I, I think just it's hard as a, a viewer to kind of like catch that all the time. We have to remember that Sylvie's kind of representing the real Loki in this situation. Um, I do want to call out that moment again where they're joking about the statues, and I think that was specifically for the audience too, with a tongue-in-cheek understanding of like. Because Mobius says, oh, I forget that you're one of them sometimes. And I think that's yeah. for the audience to understand, like, I forget that you're Loki. I forget that you're not <laughs> just a member of the TVA anymore. You know, like the, you right. used to be a god. And so I think that was a shout out for the rest of us that were like, yeah, <laughs> you know, but mm-hmm. right, we're right. watching a different show at this point, you know. Yeah, exactly. Like this character has gone down a different path or like yeah. different timeline, right? And mm-hmm. yeah, I, I loved it. I think this that was fantastic. I, I thought that was really well done. Um, the setting of it all was really freaking cool too. Gorgeous. Like we talked about, like the World Fair is always such an interesting thing, a, a part in history and gathering all these different inventors and inventions and things from around the world. It was like I, I really liked what they did with the setting and just yeah, that world and the and the costuming. And then, you know, we get to Victor Timely. But yeah, I don't know. You guys thoughts on setting as a whole? Gorgeous. I mean, it was so creative and it's something that I think is used enough. Uh, Mobius shouts out some of the era things. Edison, um, H.H. Holmes, which is interesting that he shouted out H.H. Holmes, which is a serial killer and a really good one <laughs> or interesting one. Uh, not good one. Don't listen to me. Um, <laughs> <a> great one. <laughs> one of the best. Don't the visit best. his house. I'll just say that much. H.H. Holmes. Um, but yeah, it was it was pretty cool to hear all these things. And then I was like, oh, shit, I bet Timely is seen as Tesla in this time. And I think that's what's going to happen, because in the comic story, he creates a town named Timely that he gives like free electricity to. And it reminds me very much of Christopher Nolan's prestige when mm. Tesla gives free power in Colorado. So I'm like, oh, man, how cool to be if we go to there and we see like he's basically we see like Tesla coil stuff everywhere. Like that would be a really cool character for Timely to become. Yeah, that I mean, that was kind of the promise, right? I mean, at this time, Tesla might have even been at one of these fairs. I think they had, it was mm-hmm. called like the current battles or something or the current war yeah. where it was Tesla versus Edison, uh, AC for, versus DC. Ed, oh, that's right. Yeah, mm-hmm. AC versus DC. Exactly. So I think maybe he had seen it at that point, but he even says when he's doing the presentation, which I think we need to talk about that after this, yeah. is you know, he says, I'm going to be able to not only power, you know, a light bulb, but I'm going to be able to power the town and then the world, I think he says. Right. So that whole idea of like using time as a power source, too, is, is a, a really cool concept. <laughs> the introduction of Victor Timely, we get the scene from the post credit scene of Ant-Man the Wasp, Quantumania, and now we kind of get to see it in all of its glory. What did you guys think about that scene? Because I don't Yeah. At first, it was it took me. I was like, I was a little thrown off by it, but then I, when I watched it for the second time, I was like, damn, this is a hell of a performance. Yeah. At first I was like, oh, this is an interesting choice. The way he's like deciding to be this character. It's not like when I first saw him, it's not the way I thought he was going to do it, but I do agree. I, I liked it. Um, I liked his timely character. 
And then as it evolves, I'm like, it is funny that he is a genius. Because at first I'm like, oh, he's a genius. And then I'm like, oh, he's a swindler. And I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. no, he's a genius that just doesn't have technology to make the things he wants to make. So he's yeah. selling, but he's got to make a living. So I'm like, I get it. But does, I, I really does this make it. you guys more confused, though, between is he a genius, like a super genius who can control all these things be, in, in time because of technology? Or is he a con man? I'm like more confused as to what – like is Timely going to become Kang? Is he not? I, I think it confused me more that he ends up being more of a con man in this episode, yet he has a prototype for the time chair. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think he is – intelligent though um i think he learned to get by by connie and he can like i think he explained it in that thing where he's like i don't there's nothing around here that can make the things i need or want to make so he like but he probably like growing up the way he did knows how to like put on a good show and like upsell things so he's like just make it kind of work get some money and then maybe it'll fund me to get i don't know but it seems like his inventions are like way the future maybe he should kind of make some stuff i agree in that sense like maybe you should kind of make some stuff that do work in this time period as well um you know but i, I don't know I, yeah. I i feel like he is still intelligent yeah, yeah, yeah. i don't know if the refrigerator chair cuts it that's why i'll take one of those by the way that was dope i'm playing spider-man i could use that let's see yeah, yeah. that's like i don't want it but charlie from emergency awesome brought up a really good point the fact that we're introduced to this young victor timely when he's a kid and he's reading is very different for this time period. Like it's late 1800s. Kids didn't read. Most of people didn't read. So the fact that he knew how to read was showing already that he was advanced. And then what I really appreciated about this character, and I'm just leaning on the prestige because it's one of the best movies ever made. But also at this time, the book that he gets has a bunch of nearly whimsical devices in it. And so when he mimics them to try to make them himself, himself if you were to like i forget who says it but like if you see advanced enough technology it looks like magic and and i think that's the thing is he's like he's not impersonating necessarily inventors just like inventors didn't at the time or like a professor he's not impersonating them he's impersonating magicians and just like how he's conning these guys with their ideas it's a magician and the illusions and so i think like he's like fake it till you make it like he's putting on a show because he has to and he's He's missing a couple of the in-between steps, but he knows that like this is point A, this is point B. I gotta figure out or this is point C, I gotta figure out where B's at. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's kind of yeah. I think they try to make him a magician. True uh, entrepreneur. Yeah. yeah. I mean I wish because they, like I wish they oh, wrote your version of this episode, Frank. Because <laughs> that's yeah. like that's I do better. like that. It was too confusing I do like that explanation. Me. You still have to be pretty intelligent though to get a book and like yeah. he had like be able to read it, like you said, and then be able to kind of decipher what it's even about. You know, mm-hmm. like like you said, like if you got a book from the future and it was like just filled with like technology, you don't even know. Like if, if if I'm not one to like dabble in that or even know how to even attempt it, I'm like this is gibberish. I mean, yeah, like, looking I through my car's manual sometimes, I'm like this is gibberish. And yeah, like now. you can get a book and that's be like technology. all the answers are in here, but yeah, I don't know. Yeah. What it is. They're even numbered. <laughs> it's like one this, two this, and I'm like I don't know. It's one of my know, favorite man. time travel things. If you go back yeah. in time with your cell phone, thinking you're going to be a god, and then you're like. Here's a cell phone. Let's invent it. And you're like, oh, shit. I don't know how it works, actually. I just know how to go to the Twitter. <laughs> like, Dude, you can't what, take it apart um, and put it together you again. A battery back. Yeah. Like, yeah. explain a battery. Like, like a uh, Duracell battery. You know what? Actually, it is magic. I don't know, guys. I'm sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Is that the Nate Bergazzi, is that you said? Wait, what? Oh, what? Nate Bergazzi has a bit on that. I don't know if you mentioned But oh, no. he talks uh-uh. about that. He's like, oh, if I went in the past, 
he's like, he'd start with that. Like, hey, you know, in the future, they're going to have these things. And I'm like, what is that? He's like, I don't know. Um, <laughs> <laughs> he's like, you know, um, and he says something else. Like, what is that? He's like, I don't really know. He's like, you know, I think I'd probably end up just getting a job. You know, I don't really know how to do stuff. <laughs> he just lived there in that time period. Yeah. I can't explain things. Like, it's just yeah. like, that's most people, I think. Yeah, definitely me. <laughs> yeah. I know, exactly. Same yeah, way. I mean, all of that's, that's so true. I think the first Thor, they talk about it, right? Like, in some, in your world, you call it science, but in my world, we call it magic. And it's like, mm-hmm technology so advanced you know we can't really explain it and i yeah i i think i like that concept i wish they kind of brought that more to thor like it would have been cool if loki was like oh i thought i heard thor say that once or something like that yeah. would have made it mm. kind of all a little bit more cohesive um i am really liking the show though i feel like this story is really kind of going somewhere now mm-hmm. I, I guess my thought is so i i would assume frank for you this version victor timely is actually going to become king and will he become the king that we saw in Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, or is this a different version we haven't seen yet? I, okay, so the Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania, who knows the hell he's... He lost to Ant-Man. I mean, he's not a real king. Uh, <laughs> yeah, he's that pretending. Terrible. That's terrible probably choice. timely. Um, so I think this is... I think if they didn't drop the book off, this would have become... This would become the man... The the He Who Remains. I remembered it once. Um, nice. Because when we see them jump around in time, it says um, the sacred timeline... But then when uh, we go back into the future a little bit, when we're actually at the World's Fair, it says it's a branch. So dropping the book off messed everything up. So this yeah, can't that be... Yeah, that branch the timeline. This could either be Conqueror King or King the Conqueror, I mean. Uh, but it can't be He Who Remains because that's back on the sacred timeline. So we know it's not going to become him. It's got to be somebody new. Hmm. But again, I mean, we've talked about it before, I think, like, he could technically make this branch timeline the new sacred timeline, right? That's like, true. That's the whole point to, of that device. Yeah. <laughs> right. Like, which is ridiculous. The, he's such an interesting villain. And I don't, for a multitude of reasons, like, I don't know if this was the right choice or I'm loving the show and I'm loving yeah, Jonathan Major's performance. Yes. And like, who knows what's going to happen to him, if he's going to be convicted or not or whatever. But well, no, tomorrow, actually, funny enough, the 25th really? is his trial starts. Yep. So we'll, we'll have evidence t- oh, tomorrow. We'll, evidence will. Oh, damn. Well, we'll have. Yeah. Okay. Well, I might See take it back. Remains, huh? Yeah. <laughs> so I should just make a, a claim one way or the other so I can either be correct or wrong. <laughs> so edit tomorrow. around it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll edit around it. Didn't say anything. Yeah. Of make that. make both claims and then we'll keep the one that's right. We'll yeah, just yeah. hope it's not a Masterson verdict. <laughs> oh yeah out. yeah yeah hopefully i don't masterson did some bad shit man that was <laughs> yeah <laughs> he deserved it he deserved that um but yeah. yeah okay we'll find out i think that kang is so interesting because it is naturally complex and it is naturally yeah. confusing when you mess around with timelines when you mess around with we've already established that there's no closed loop theory uh, we've only seen one now work in the TVA, which is confusing in its own right. But which which Kang or Victor Timely or whatever are we getting and who should we actually be afraid of? Because this one, he felt very sympathetic. He didn't seem like the person we should truly fear. Uh, I don't know. What are your thoughts on the version that we got in this, Scott, and what we might be seeing in Kang Dynasty or in Secret Wars? Well, that's the thing, right? Like, so when they first announced, like, Kang, and then, you know, once you jump in, uh, like, there's all these different versions of Kang, I was like, Marvel pretty much can give us a bunch of Kangs until they want to give us the one that's the one. 
You know what I mean? So like this right. could either just be like a one that's important or just like like a multiverse sort of thing. Like there's no stakes in them. Um, so I I really don't know. Marvel's I mean, with the whole multiverse thing and how they've given us movies that have felt like the stakes weren't there. Mm-hmm. Like given that they've done that, like this could very well. I don't they could do it a couple times. So I don't really know if this one's even important. But I hope he is, you know, like I'd like to them to just get on like a strong. Yeah, we need one Kang to start fearing. Yeah, we could have many Kangs, but they need to all die. That's the whole point of Kang the Conqueror. He conquers the other Kang. Like the multiverse. That's the the thing I think is kind of confusing, too, is like in the MCU, there's literally a multiverse and then there's multiple timelines. Like they actually are kind of not like um, uh, Doctor Strange's multiverse stuff isn't quite the same thing as the branches, I think. Mm. And and so it's been different. Yeah, and in the comic books, the idea is that Kang is using Kang from different timelines. So yeah, Timely is different than the year 3000 Kang, but they work together to screw over Iron Man. And mm-hmm. we don't have that. We have something so radical and out of, out of place that's hard to keep track of. So I'm hoping that what, what Marvel needs, what MCU needs, is to pick mm-hmm. a Kang or Renslayer, that's my theory from over at Chandra Tepet, and just make that the main villain for the future. And we need to see that person kill a bunch of people. Specifically, we need to see them kill a bunch of other Kangs. So that we see, yeah. because he who remains warned us, if you kill me, there will be more. And so we need, and the idea is that the Kangs battle it out so that the most dangerous, supreme, intelligent, the rickest Rick rises to the top. And we need to see who that right. is going to be. Mm-hmm. And, that, and, yeah. and that they need to trail us that, like they did with Thanos. For the other ones. They need to jelly yes. the one it. Like yes, where he's exactly. going yes. through different universes, Ooh, just killing himself so he could get more and more powerful, which, yeah, I'm all on board with that. And if it is Renslayer, that'd be tight. I mean, I, yeah. I'm again, all for it. I think Marvel is probably deciding tomorrow too. Yeah, exactly. If Jonathan Majors <laughs> is going to be gay or not. <laughs> there might be literally two different versions of the end of this show, depending on yeah. which one will air out. Uh, boy, I put I mean, that out as a suggestion, by the way, on, to- on social media. I'm like, is because okay so at the at the end of this thing we see that Renslayer and miss and uh, miss minutes tossed into the future there's a whole large a lot of uh amount of decay on he who remains that doesn't make sense because time doesn't really exist at that point so why does it so then i threw out the idea like this is probably how they're going to recast majors because it's it's easy he's got a bunch of makeup on right now and if you want to do that and there's this big secret that they're clearly heavy-handed with so could the big secret be that Renslayer is actually a king variant we know in the comic books that's not the case she's actually basically his wife um so right. like is this an option Love i threw that out on, on social media and oh my god did the bros come out and <laughs> come at me like he's there innocent i'm like hold on guys it's just an option <laughs> i didn't say like this is for sure happening but right, right. so marvel's got some issues if they're gonna try to pull that off we'll see <laughs> yeah, yeah that's crazy Plus in that was the ant-man um, quantumania when they showed all the kangs they made them all look like john of the majors and, like that was another yeah. thing where i'm like why'd you do that you didn't even need to do that yeah like, exactly Yep, they should. They went all in on that dude. Yeah, because they were very clear awesome. to show that Loki I mean, has. He is awesome. acting yeah, as, as an actor for yeah, sure. Yeah, let's he's, that let's, yeah, we'll take away the the art from the artist, right? I mean, right, he's right, an right. incredible actor. But we've seen that they did it with Loki. That Loki had a bunch of different variants. You know, crocodile variant. Like, why didn't they make that them was all awesome. look like a bunch of different kings? Like, yeah, exactly. That yeah, they really pigeonholed themselves on that idea. That was not smart. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I feel like they should have just done Secret Invasion as just one like as an event like that should have capped off a phase 
or like a couple of phases. Like I think that would have even been better than what is it we've a big enough threat and, that was the problem. Like like Thanos was a huge threat. Like he literally deleted half the world for for five years. It needs to be that big true. of an event. Which I think the idea of like, hey, I'm going to smash all realities together, which is we know is what happens at the end of this whole thing, Secret Wars, and. and and also, I think we kind of need it for the MCU. Just like you're, 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 you're reading that book right now. You know what I'm talking about. There's so many scattered Marvel properties in the 90s. It would be really nice mm-hmm. if they were all in one clean timeline. And then we saw like Tobey Maguire led Avengers with, you know, Hugh Jackman and that Fantastic Four all die saving us. But and then it's like they ben have Netflix Daredevil. Ben Affleck Daredevil dies first. Let's admit that. Right. <laughs> and Electra, Electra's like, oh, no. And then she offers herself to Romeo and Juliet style. So, but, <laughs> but yeah, like, I think that would be a really good way. Like they all die heroically so that a new Avengers can arise or, you know, that's more main or MCU straightforward. Yeah. And then maybe we could even get a new Iron Man, stuff like that out of it too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm fully on board that this resets after Secret Wars, it resets the universe and we can yeah. recast and starts a new trilogy. I bet they take off a few years. I bet they take off like two, three years, like Star right. Wars did before, Hopefully. you know, that we got like the sequel trilogies and stuff like that. But yeah, man, I hope so. I, I hope they pull this, pull this off. I'm really enjoying the show. And it's funny when I talk to you, Scott, like I didn't look at all the little inconsistencies in this episode. Like it didn't hit me that hard till I was like hearing it from you. Mm-hmm. I'm just like really enjoying these actors put on a clinic. Because the way they're driving their characters, even if the story beats don't always make a ton of sense, like it's really entertaining. Like they're just doing some really wacky and wild stuff, and it's just all in this wor- world that they've created. Now it's yeah, I'm just loving that part of it. Yeah, for sure, I, I agree. It wasn't until like because I enjoyed the whole episode, and then we it ended, and then like you know I'm watching it with Christine, and then I'm like, and then you did what? Then you I do. think back, I rerun yeah. it in my head, like all of it. I'm like. <laughs> know about this yeah. one part and then of course it all starts unraveling i'm like then why is this but um overall <laughs> i know it sounds like i trash things that's just yeah. like processing things why is such a hater bro always hate that stuff. Sucks. well no, I, I, I i gotta throw this out there <laughs> I you're like so it. mid now when you're a podcaster whose you know semi job is to review things you start to think differently and it really screws you up from enjoying a lot of shit so i totally uh, this i think by the way i think loki the key with it is it's so well executed in almost every single way that when it slips somewhere you're like yeah but i mean man look at that city look at that cool magic effect yeah, like it's hard to costume. you know yeah look at the technology but then yeah. like i noticed like for example that scene where they're chasing down um timely and you're like why are you not using magic abilities i also remember thinking man that camera shot's tight that's cool how they went through the city with them like that's, that's neat yeah, yeah. so it's like you know what i'm saying like as a reviewer you're catching things more than i think the normal audience would and it's kind of that's just part of the gig, unfortunately. Yeah, it's like you've got different brains going, right? There's yeah, like my me. judgy, disappointed one, and then my little kid going, "This is so fucking cool!" Yeah. Can you believe that Loki's about these I'm all little kid. That's all I see. Like, this is sick. Give me some green magic. Yeah. Give me some swords. Give me a talking clock. You're like it's Christina, more apple juice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Grape juice. Grape juice. All right. I'll play Spider Man till two. <laughs> yeah. Don't, play. Don't tell her. Oh, she already saw that save file. You're screwed. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, fine, fine. Fair enough. <laughs> um, yeah, another great week. Well, uh, really enjoyed everything that's come out. Uh, again, as soon as it shuts down, I'm probably going to go play Spider Man. But yeah, do you guys have any? <laughs> you guys have any other thoughts, recommendations, anything for the rest of the week? Check out that MCU book. I know you guys talked about it last week, but for real, the audio book's what I'm listening to now, and 
Very well done. It's it's a must read, watch, listen, okay. anything you got. It's really good. You like the audiobook? Is it it's a good listen? It is a good narrator's listen. Good and stuff. The narrator's pretty good, but I think the best part about the narrator is like randomly when he says like Stanley, like, oh shit. You know, so when you when your yeah. name is okay, dropped, okay. it drops, I think, harder in audio form than it does in reading yeah. form. That's that's kind okay. of cool. Okay, I'll check that out. For yeah, sure. it does for me, for mm. sure. Yeah. Sure. Well, you know, just go out there, check out Loki guys. It's a great show. <laughs> I love it. And every other uh, show as well. Live, laugh, love, everybody. Okay. And Colorado. <laughs> I think yeah. I saw that on my okay, mom's so wall. For- yeah. <laughs> just get some shiplap and put it up there and, uh, you know, Joanna Gaines <laughs> coming through yeah. let's go oh, fix God. her up stainless steel. stainless steel Is it? did you have an actual recommendation you look like you were going to say one and then you're just like I don't know Ooh, me else. or Drake no Drake me yeah oh, um, no I just uh, when you're doing the things just do your best to enjoy the moments man these little moments time is time is short life is Short, it's beautiful, so just enjoy it. Can you fit all that? One for Drake, watch Orville. That one's for on Drake's behalf. Watch Orville. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. If you you watch fucking Orville, are they gonna do another hashtag save Orville? Why the hell does it Disney? Oh, boy, don't get me started. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Hashtag save Orville. That show needs to continue. Seth, that's a good show. I don't know why they're Seth's trying. Disney's what's screwing him over. Oh, boy, this Disney, yeah, they don't want to because they forked out so much more money for that final season. You know, that final that last season was like super polished, so gorgeous, so good. And they're like, Oh, that shit's expensive, yeah, no dub, but look what you got. Like, it's really good, yeah, yeah, good. good Disney can't even fork over the money. What's (sighs) going on? Thomas, you better wrap this up. We're gonna keep going for another hour on Norville, man. (laughs) Frank, do you want to say thanks for sticking in with us? Thanks for sticking with us, folks. Thanks for freaking it with us, because the geek. Oh, well, I'm happy. Hey. That's the notes. <laughs> Thanks for yeah, freaking yeah. out with us. There we go. There you go. <laughs> like it. All right, hello, everybody. The Joystick Show. If you've enjoyed what you've been listening to, we'd really appreciate a follow, subscribe, and a review. Just how we like chatting with our friends, please share this with yours. Feel free to join the squad and follow us at J-O-Y-S-C-H-T-I-C-K-S-H-O-W, Joystick Show on Twitter and Instagram, or anywhere you listen to podcasts. And if you feel like submitting topics or questions to be discussed on future episodes, you can email us at joystick.show at gmail.com. As always, thank you, peace out, and make it a great rest of your week.